today we have a guest speaker, uh, Troy Francis, uh, all the way in uh, London, England. And Indeed. we're going to talk about life, uh, you know, during these lockdown times, how, how day game has changed, how game in general has changed, just how, you know, yeah. life for Troy has changed in general. So what's yeah. up, Troy? Yeah, good to see you, man. Good to be here. Um, and it was good to see you guys briefly on Rule Zero on uh, Saturday when you were doing some de degenerate stuff in Tokyo and uh, popped into the screen Definitely. briefly. Mm. Yeah. We were yeah. Very, that was a degenerate night. Appa yeah. Well, apparently so. Apparently so, John was saying. So, uh, very yeah, I don't even... I wasn't even on the sauce, but it was still it was still degenerate, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, very, very good. Very good. Yeah. Very glad but, uh, to hear it. Yeah, it's kind of different over here, you know. It's like uh, all throughout, even uh, in Tokyo, when there was like, you know, back in March. No, no, it was April last year, I think. April last year, there was, uh, yeah, there was there was actually lockdown in Tokyo. Yeah, and uh, you know, but even you know, back then there were still places we could find to go out. Yeah. So and yeah. that only lasted one month. So yes. after that, I mean, there was always places to go. Even yeah. now in Tokyo, it's a supposed state of emergency. You literally go outside, you go into city, everything's like normal, like st cafes, shops, everything's open. The mm. only difference is most stores close at eight. And um, even then you can still find nightclubs like that will be packed. packed yeah. Nice. So what's, nice. The story, uh, what's the story over with you? Well, I've been in London for most of the time and it's, well, we're currently in a lockdown situation. It's a stay at home sort of order. Uh, pff, most stuff is closed, to be honest. Most fun stuff is closed. Uh, the clubs are closed. The bars are closed. Restaurants are closed. All the good stuff's closed, basically. You know, you can get, I mean, obviously there's basic shops and stuff like that, but anything fun that you want to do is, is is closed and it has been for for ages having said that this lockdown because there's been various iterations of lockdown since back last march and this lockdown has been somewhat better for a number of reasons firstly there's a lot of people out and about in the streets you know that it's not like last time last year around this time or whenever we went into lockdown it was literally it, you know, you'd walk out into the streets and it was like a bomb had gone off or something. There was literally no one. Everything shuttered up, nothing going on. This time it's very different because I think people are just kind of used to it now. And it's it's sort of like some people are like taking their exercise. They're out and about. Coffee shops are open to take out. So you can buy coffee, have a walk around, etc. So for me, the atmosphere is a lot better than it was last time. Um, right. you, you know, and like like you were saying, I mean, there's always little people are following the rules to, to a large degree, but there's always, you know, little sort of leeway and, and so on and so forth. So it's not bad, but of course now they've uh, announced this, certainly in, as far as England's concerned specifically, they've announced this lock, uh, route out of lockdown thing, which is really kicking off from this month. So theoretically there's light at the end of the tunnel, but it just seems crazy how we've just kept this thing going for so long. Um, <laughs> whereas... Whereas Japan hasn't, it just, and other places haven't. I mean, it, it, you know, like yeah. uh, to me, it, 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 if you have to do it, okay, do it. But it should, the, the owners should be on, well, how do we get out of this as quickly as possible? <laughs> not, not let's just leave it running for months and see what happens. Yeah, I've, I've seen some very draconian videos coming out of England. 
I really yeah, want know, sort of stuff like just throughout the year, just people getting arrested for drinking coffees and in, in, on park benches and whatnot. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy, isn't it? Really, it's like a police police state that's uh, sprung up. Yeah. So, but I, uh, you know, have you gotten any any stick for any? You know, has anyone given you any hassle for for going out or you know walking around or? Uh, no, not really. I mean, I'm in London, so I have seen some stories from other parts of the country. I mean, there was this ridiculous story last year where some people were going for a run out in the middle of the nowhere in the countryside, and the, there were police drones like taking pictures of them and stuff like that. Um, I mean. In London, yeah. to be to be honest, it's been pretty sort of light touch. Uh, you know, I, I haven't. I keep. I've I've often expected to sort of like get you know sort of asked by somebody, well, where are you going or, or something, but like it's never happened. Um, you, you know, and there are various sort of get outs at the moment. You're allowed to go out and get exercise. You can go and buy food. You can go and look at property. You can go to support groups and things like this if you're a member of that. So there's a lot of sort of carve outs. And the police are just, I mean, within reason, people are just walking around kind of doing their own thing and, and nobody's really challenging them. So, right. you know, so it's OK, yeah. but it's not ideal. I mean, get, don't get me wrong. It's still rubbish. Um, it's just marginally less rubbish than the first time around. So like like I was saying here in, in Japan, there was like, you know, even during when they had their serious lockdown, uh, there were still places that you know we could go. How yeah. about is there anywhere at all like night? There's no like nightclubs or anything. There's nothing. Not really. I mean, there was. There have certainly been reports of stuff going on. You know, okay. uh, I saw a report a while back about a place in East London. Apparently, three hundred people turned up in this to this warehouse rave, and then the police came came along and shut it down. So there's definitely. Illegal. Yeah, illegal. Just okay. So that's the difference between yeah. London, England, and Japan. It's actually not. It's more like voluntary here. It's a voluntary yeah. where where places shut down voluntarily. Exactly. Uh, they didn't change any laws or anything. So exactly. Japanese, mm. And that's the big thing for me, really, because I think it should have. It should always have been voluntary. Really, I mean, I get the facts. Okay, people have got to take care. You might want to take precautions and so on and so forth. But I think the the issue with all of this has been making it mandatory and bringing these laws in. I, it's a very uh, people are people are sort of seem to be kind of by the by and by happy with it. You know, they're just like, yeah, whatever. We need to do this for the pandemic. But it, it just to me, it just sets a very bad precedent. You know, uh, we've never done anything like this before. It's crazy. Yeah, it's uh, it sucks. I mean, you know, I mean, in Japan here, like you know, most people do abide by the laws, but there's it's such a ma we're in such a massive city like Tokyo. There's always going to be there's always going to be people that break the rules or just because you know. Yeah. Apparently, if if they do break the rules, like they put them in the, in the newspaper, but that's just like free advertising, and then people find out where the place they're open and they go. <laughs> they go there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, there's yeah. queues. You'll notice, like in the busy night spots, you'll see like most places shut, and then you'll see these odd places that are like really packed and busy because like there there's nowhere else open. And, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, exa exactly. Exactly, because I'm sure a lot of people. It seems like populations are pretty even evenly split between those people who are really on board with it and think, "Oh, this is really dangerous. We need to do all of this to take precautions," and then a bunch of other people who are of the mind of well this is 
ridiculous. This is an incursion of our civil liberties. We should have the right to make our own decisions about what we're going to do and so on and so forth. So what's amazing to me is like I I I ride the subway and the train every day, almost yeah. every single day in Japan. And I, I I just I don't wear I never wear masks um unless I'm required to. And you're yes. not required to wear on public transport or anything. And I've known as even there's the one time I remember one guy gave me an off look. That's the, like in an entire <laughs> year. Like one time he was getting yeah. off the train and he just kind of scowled at me once. Like, and you know, I'm a very Japanese observant guy. Japanese guy. Once yeah. in a year. Uh, mm. You know, I just can't imagine that happening in, in the West. I'm, I, people would be very vocal and, and like kind of get in your face and things. Yeah, so, people here are sort of like, if you if you weren't wearing a mask somewhere where you should, were supposed to be, I, it's kind of likely that you'd, you'd get challenged. I, I remember just before we went into one of the many lockdowns, I think it was like a, a November or something, I'd gone out to a restaurant the night before and I was going downstairs into the, uh, you know, to the bathroom and I'd forgotten to put the face mask, you know, because I usually do wear bandanas actually because it's more comfortable and it's, you know, whatever, but I'd forgotten to put the thing on. Uh, and I get down into the into the toilet, and this guy like looks at me, and he's like, he said something like, "Oh, come on, mate, you know." He's like, "Come on, come on, mate, we got, to, you know, we've all got to wear it, put it on, sort of thing." And it, mm -hmm. and this was a youngish guy. This wasn't some like school teacherly sort of old fogey lecturing me. This was like a youngish guy, and it's sort of like, um, it is very much the feeling of like we've all got to we've all got to do our bit, you know, we've all got to play along and and everything. There's no mask for the propaganda. <laughs> exactly 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 i mean like i you know whatever i mean like to be honest um the band the mask thing the bandana thing i mean yeah it's kind of annoying but i, I if ever i would rather everything was open and you had to wear that in certain places do you know what i mean i'm not so bothered about it as some people are it's just like whatever you know but the fact that at the moment everything is closed is is, is a bigger concern to me mm -hmm. yeah but you don't get either you have to wear a mask <laughs> and and you, and, know, and, yes. and, and you have to take the vaccine and you go and you see well I mean? yeah exactly and we all you know we all know that masks really make very little difference i mean yeah. i think the it's world not... health organization said that didn't they it doesn't really it's it's kind of minuscule but you know whatever i mean the the biggest thing for me is you can't go to you know unlike you guys i can't go to dodgy you know late night fetish parties and things unfortunately at the yeah, moment. I mean, yeah it's amazing there's like yeah, there's everything. Everything's still going in Tokyo. Fetish bars, nightclubs, regular bars, even swinger bars, all that kind of thing. Man, it sounds amazing. I mean, listen, to, to be honest, though, um, I've only got myself to blame here because, you know, you can get you can get out or certainly it was easier perhaps to get out a, a few a month or so ago. But you can you can get out and just go somewhere else. And I, I haven't done that. I haven't done that for a, a number of reasons. But, uh, you know, partly because I'm working on some stuff and it's kind of suits me to be here and and also like i said things aren't so horrendous this time it's sort of it's sort of bearable you know so right. i'm just sort of keeping my head down and getting on with stuff but you know i've got friends who've gone off to mexico to brazil uh people in dubai do you know what i mean so really that's ultimately that's what you want to do you know you just you want can, to get out you can still travel around europe right you can actually travel can you no uh well so at the moment They've said that you can't, we're not allowed to travel for for holiday reasons. However, you can travel for work purposes. So if you've got a work reason, you could um, 
as, and as far as I know, they're not really stopping people. So I think if you've got a work reason, you can you can travel. Then going into Europe, uh, it depends on the country because some countries have now banned us because we've got this like so-called British variant. So I was talking to someone in Poland yesterday, actually, and they were saying, oh, we've got the British variant in Poland now. So we are sort of banned from some countries. I mean, I could probably, because I've got sort of ties in Berlin, I could probably go into Germany. And then from Germany, I suppose I could then, it might be somewhat easier for me to travel around. But it's this weird situation at the moment, isn't it, where all, the, all these countries have got their own internal policies about who they let in and everything. So it's, um, yeah, pretty, pretty so crap, you really. Said, you said you have ties to Berlin. Is, is that your spot outside of, is that your second home from home? Where, yeah, I've got, a, I've got a place in Berlin. And annoyingly, because of all, all this crap has kicked off, I mean, you know, really I need to get over there and... Um, yeah. you know just just do a, do some stuff you know i've got some stuff that i need to do over there and so on and i kind of i was going to go before christmas and then on the day i was going to go they brought in this rule that i can't remember which side it was but i think maybe germany banned brits from entering now i could probably i could probably still get in because i've got residency documents but the all the airlines had stopped flights and all this kind of stuff so it it just got really difficult but the other thing about um Germany and Berlin specifically is that it's it's on lockdown as well. So even if I did go over there, it's it's sort of like, well, what am I really gaining? You know, yeah, I'm yeah, just sitting yeah. in an apartment somewhere else, and not not doing anything. You know, yeah. A friend of mine came back from uh, to visit Japan uh, over the Christmas period, and they, they said like, since Berlin is like on lockdown, there's nothing, there's nothing to you know, there's nothing yeah. open. Exactly. I mean, I heard, I think they're letting hairdressers open again now, which is, you know, exciting stuff. So I guess, you know, like, I think everything's going to start opening up again, going into the spring and summer. But, you know, I just, I just, I just figured I might as well just sit here. Unless you're going to go to Mexico or something and go and party. It, it, like, because going to Europe, you know, it's like, if you're I just noticed, in other places, yeah. you know, why bother? I noticed some of the Tokyo thoughts, you know, some really hot ones. Though I noticed, noticed them uh, all in Tulum. Apparently, Tulum in, in Mexico was the spot. Mate, I, Tulum is the is the place, obviously, isn't it? And to be honest, I've been looking at it pretty carefully because, like, um, it, it just I kind of wanted to go anyway because um, I heard about it last year. People were saying, "Oh, Tulum, you know, blah blah blah." And um, that's good. That's <laughs> really good. It looks, it looks awesome. It looks awesome. And I've a couple of friends of mine have been over there, and they reported right. back really good things about it. So, right. so yeah, for sure. Like I say, I've I've just I'm working on a new video product thing at the moment. I need to get that finished, and I've got some other bits and pieces to do. And um, you know, let let's see after that. But uh, but, but yeah, it's certainly tempting to get the hell out of out of here. <laughs> um, right. To be honest. Back in uh, pre uh, pre you know all lockdown all this uh, beer bug stuff, which would be a more degenerate city in your opinion, uh, Berlin or London? Well, they both got degenerate elements to it, but I think it's got to be Berlin, <laughs> hands down. I mean, Berlin, like, there's just so much freaky crap shit going on over there, um, and that's one of the reasons why I liked it so much. I mean, I, I know another guy who's sort of part of this space, and he went to Berlin, and he's he hated it. He thought it was rubbish. And, but he didn't really check out the nightlife and he didn't really delve into the sort of places that I've delved into. And so, yes, if you just walk around, it's a fairly, I mean, there's some historical stuff to see and everything, but it, you know, it's, it's not the most beautiful of cities or anything like that. It's not like Prague. And 
I can understand why people would say, well, what's the big deal? But, you know, you go out at night and it's just completely different story. And I've seen some of the craziest st stuff. I mean, probably you, you might you probably beat it in, in Tokyo. But as far as Europe's concerned, I've seen some of the craziest stuff I've ever seen happening in Berlin. So, yeah, I mean, you know, and that's why really I, I'd like to spend like a few months there, maybe during the summer or something, just to really soak it up if it comes back. But of course, at the moment, everything's closed. Right. Yeah, I was I was only in Berlin briefly once uh, before I came to Japan to visit a friend, and they look it was we had a great we, you know we went out every night, or maybe two nights in a row, but it was just you know twenty clubs open twenty four hours and stuff it was crazy. Oh mate, yeah, because the clubs open. I mean, like places like Berkheim, they don't really shut you know till Monday morning. You you go in on Friday and it's kind of open for the whole weekend. And yeah, there's Kit Kat Club as well, which is the big fetish party, and that opens saturday night at 11 o'clock and then it kind of goes all the way through i think all the way through sunday i've never really made it that far but it goes all the way through sunday and probably into monday morning as well and it's you know it's just just crazy and i've seen some you know just all kinds of shit going on in those places it's uh, and I remember on the first way to to on the way to the my first night in berlin we're on our way to we're just out walking around just uh going on our way to get some food and so is a. I was just stunned by how unbelievably hot the the hookers were, like they were coming up to these Russian tall, like you know, it's, I've oh, never or, seen. Or, Orianstrasse, I think it's called, where they have a lot of those girls. I have no idea where what part of the city it was, but you know, usually you you never see like such beautiful like uh, mm. hookers on the street, mm. like. Yeah, they didn't look like hookers, but they were. They were like, oh yeah. yeah. They, they were kind of a uniform. It was weird. They weren't they, like they had a name on it. I don't know. I can't mm. remember. But it was kind of like holy shit. <laughs> yeah, there's all everything's going on over there. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. And um, yeah. like, I I wouldn't say it's necessarily the greatest day game city. I've done day game there, and you can't do it if you go to particularly Kurfürstenstrasse, which is the main street, and you know, there's other I don't know, there's other places, other districts, but. The, it's day game, not so much, but night game, it's just off the hook because you get all of these girls there from all over Europe, all over the world, really. They all want to party. They all want to have some crazy experiences. And um, it's, uh, yeah, it's just, you know, pretty. And, and it, I think it attracts a certain sort of person as well. It attracts a certain sort of degenerate kind of kind of person, which is obviously good. Um, not if you're looking for a high quality woman to wife up but if you're looking for some fun then there's definitely a lot of opportunities over there. Looking flat these days anyway <laughs> exactly yeah. exactly so yeah um so i do miss that but like i say i mean it's just unfortunately everything at the moment is just is just screwed up because of this whole thing isn't it yeah it's it's uh I, i'm like i'm nostalgic for the days where i can could like you know because i'm very impulsive i'll be like i'll be sitting around and i'll be like okay i'll, I'll like I'll just get a notion and I'll book a flight to like Thailand or something. You know? Yeah, I miss that. I miss yeah. that. Like, just do that. Like, just get just on a plane. Go. I'd often go places without booking hotels or anything. I'd arrive there, maybe have a place booked for the first night, and then mm. I'd like, you know, just, you know, see where the t trip takes me. And I always have the Brilliant. best trips doing things like that. I love traveling Brilliant. alone. Yeah, alone. Yeah. I, I prefer traveling alone because yeah. you have like more of an adventure. I always meet, I always end up meeting people. It's like, yeah. you know, I always hook up, like I'll always hook up when I travel alone.
yeah like, yeah yeah it's likely because uh, you're you know you're you're hanging out with someone already and you're not you know yeah yeah would you, you know, go to somewhere just totally random would you just almost like pick a place and go sod it right i'm gonna go there that's you know i usually go to a, a city or something yeah, yeah. You know. Because um, I'll tell you, I'll tell you one place at the moment apparently is open. Is is um, oh fuck, I forgot what it's called. Uh, hang on a sec, what, what am I talking about? Because um, in Europe, there's not many places that are open. But um, hang on a sec, sorry, I think. Uh, some but, random. Spot uh, no, sorry, sorry. What am I talking about? Albania. So Albania <laughs> is open apparently okay. and i mean who knows what albania is like but but maybe it's cool i don't know you know like uh, some russians actually go on holiday to albania they've got this the, the coast there and everything so obviously probably a bit chilly at the moment but um you know you've got the capital city there and everything so maybe you know just just randomly go somewhere like that see what it's like because at the moment we're going to have to sort of we're limited somewhat to where we can get to right so you know, I mean, there's got the, also actually on this side of the world, you've got um, Belarus. There are guys in Belarus in Minsk that is is pretty open, I think. Although apparently you have to quarantine for two weeks when you get there, and Ukraine as well, Kiev is and and those and the other Odessa and so on, they're open also. But again, I think you've got to quarantine for a bit. So, you know, it's that thing of like, well, do I really want to go and sit in a hotel somewhere for ten days? But then, if you do, then when you come out of it, then you you're in a better place. So. Yeah, I mean, have have you mentioned Kiev? Have you ever been to Kiev? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yes, I, I have. Yes, seriously hot. <laughs> oh, mate, it's it's fantastic. It really, really is. Yeah. I mean, Ukrainian girls are incredibly beautiful. There's no doubt. And Kiev, just the concentration of beautiful women there is quite extraordinary. Really, right. it's more than in Russia. I mean, if you go to Moscow, then sure there are incredibly attractive women there without a doubt but they're not the constant you know that you'll see like five or six say less attractive women and then you'll see a girl who's really really pretty in kiev it's literally like every second woman that you see is incredibly attractive so it really is a great place but you know it's it's not necessarily a gold mine you still got to obviously know your game and uh you know go go through the hoops and everything else so uh, but it, but it's a great place. It really is. I'd like to get over to Ukraine at some point. As I need to, the rules about getting in seem a little bit ambiguous because they say you can just you don't have to quarantine if you get a negative test. But but then Britain's on the red list, so I think maybe we have to quarantine anyway. So I don't really fancy sitting around in a hotel for ten days. I did not know your worst is Ukrainian. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's like I've I've kind of I've kind of given up. I'm not a I'm not a fan. You, as you may be aware of the you know the Anglosphere English speaking countries. I'm I'm not a fan of Western women. Mm. I mean, I'm not saying there's not hot women in West. There obviously are, but I obviously with the the current state of of women in the West, it's kind of it, just compared to like you know uh, other countries. It's you know the whole thing with the you know the feminism and and all that. It's it's just a hostile environment. It, um, yeah, it, it, it really is. I mean, I, you know, I, I don't think that I would want to really get into anything with, with, a, uh, with a girl in, in, in England or, or probably in America, really, these days. Do you know what I mean? Like, maybe if it was some casual or whatever, fine. But it's, yeah. it's just not really, it, it's just, 
You've just got to put up with all this bull BS, haven't you? A lot of bullshit. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if you've talked to John. John's probably talks about it a lot. You know, yeah. But uh, you know, any when we meet uh, Western girls in, in Tokyo, they'd be very, they'd be even more hostile to us because where they know and they, they know that we enjoy it over here, and they they oh, so they'd be very bitter about it. You know, <laughs> and um, yeah, because you like, sort of like you've sort of you've sort of got out of the matrix haven't you and i i guess they recognize that on some level they recognize this they hate it like because you know japan hasn't gone on board with all these you know these progressive ideas and and you know these these you know these white let's be honest i gotta be honest it's mostly white chicks um mm. you know from western countries that come over and you know they they might have liked some aspect of of the culture like you know anime or something but you know, it's only one aspect of Japanese culture. There's a lot more to it, you know, and, and mm. uh, they get really, you know, it's not what they think it is. Or You know, get, they arrive here and, and it's, uh, you know, the women are still very feminine and it's they can't really compete. Like, I'm telling you, like, you know, the only hot women I see in Japan, Western uh, countries, English-speaking countries are, um, sorry, the only, <laughs> the only hot white chicks I see in Japan are either Russian or Eastern European. Yeah, yeah. Seriously, I'm not. That's not even an exaggeration. It's so really? rare. It's not. It's usually. I, I used to have a joke with my friend. It was like, are the Japanese government doing this on purpose, like to like you know keep Jap like Japanese men away from foreign women because, like, the what like the Western chicks that come to Japan are are they're below average to say the least. Like a below average, like, and if it's you really see, hot it? huh? It's odd, isn't it? I wonder why that would be. Uh, I've, maybe I've the hot ones get turned away at the border, like you say, to control the uh yeah, Japanese men. Must be, I don't, I don't know what it is, but it could be something to do with that, uh, you know. Like, to be fair, it does attract a lot of dorks, yeah, guys too, mm. like, yeah. you know, with, with the anime and and you know. Mm, uh, so mm. maybe maybe it's both ways. I just don't I just don't acknowledge like, the, the dorky guys as much. But um, yeah, if you're being honest, it it does kind of attract a, a dorky Western people. To be very honest, yeah, um, sh sh for sure, for sure, yeah. So yeah. if you have game like me or John, we we it's easy to stand out. Yeah. Like if you're like, if we care about it, how we look, we care about our fashion. Like we're you know we're yeah yeah you know we're uh, degenerates. <laughs> But uh, you know, uh, it looked pretty degenerate the other night. Yeah, yeah, God, yeah. It's it's always a, it's always when we whenever you go out with John, it's it's, it's like a, de a degenerate night. night. The full night, <laughs> you know. It's it's but it's good. I mean, it's it's yeah. a good time. Well, I'm looking yeah. forward to getting over there. But I, again, I don't think that we can get in at the moment. Can we? Are the, are the borders closed right now? They're they're closed. I mean, uh, mm. my brother uh, hit me up and he's like. Uh, he was asking me, uh, where should I, where would be good to stay in Tokyo? Tokyo, I'm thinking of booking a flight in November. And I was like, well, before I tell you where it's good, I mean, wait till the country like opens up. It's not like, there's no, I don't even know if you can book flights over here, here now. Mm -hmm. um, Are they rolling but, out the vaccine over there? Um, I, I don't pay attention. I haven't paid attention to that because I'm not, I'm not taking it. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I, I presume, but I actually, I actually don't know. I don't no, know. fair enough. 
Fair enough. Yeah. No, it just seems it just seems like that's the thing that everyone's doing now, doesn't it? To sort of like uh, theoretically to sort of get things opened up again. So I don't know, but um, yeah. I just know too many people who have had it, and it's like literally the mild the mildest thing ever. I've I've known people who have supposedly had it, and uh, you know, in in yeah. Tokyo, like they they had a fever for a day or something like, and it's like okay, they're you know. Oh yeah, but, yeah. I well, certainly the younger people, I think, you know, it's it doesn't really seem to affect the younger people, too, unless you're very unlucky. I mean, there have been some people, apparently, who've been very unlucky. Yeah. But I well, think there's always, always an, 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 a case like that. I mean, yeah. every year, apparently, yeah. someone dies, people die of getting hit over the head by a coconut. You know, it's not like a common way to die, but, yeah. you know. It's, or you could, you could die by approaching the wrong girl and have her boyfriend just pulls a gun out and shoots you. I mean, you know, like, <laughs> yes. are, you, are you not going to do day game, you know? I, it's one in a million, right? Mm, yeah, yeah. Mm. It's like, I guess when guys, you know, they, they think of the worst case scenario. It's like, oh, shit, mm. like, that could happen, theoretically. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like some some alpha, alpha simp. I don't know. Have you ever heard that phrase? I don't know. Like a well, guy that's such a, like, hothead simp. That you know he 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 sees you talking to his girlfriend and he's gonna he's gonna kill you and then go to jail, like mm -hmm. uh, you know what I mean. There's yeah. guys out there who would do that, but um yeah, it's not. Yeah. It's uh, I've it's never. Yeah, I've never had a guy. Uh, I don't. I, I mean, I've had guys like get you know get in my face for talking to their girl, but I've never gotten I've never gotten in a fight. No. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's that's good. That's good. I'll tell you what, actually, uh, on the subject of travel, though, you know, um, Mark um, Zolo from uh, Naughty Nomad. You know, he's gone to yeah. Afghanistan, hasn't he? I do, yeah, yeah. Was it was it Afghanistan or was it Pakistan? Well, I think. Well, he's gone. In... He's gone to Pakistan, but I think that he's supposed to be traveling into Afghanistan as well, which is pretty pretty nuts. I heard it's very <laughs> nice this time of year. You know. <laughs> Yeah, I heard uh, he had trouble. I think I saw on his Instagram he had trouble with the visa or something getting into Afghanistan. Uh, yeah, I think he was in Pac Pakistan, if, if, I, if my memory serves me right. And uh, he had some trouble with a visa getting into Afghanistan. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm not sure if he, if he solved that or not, but. Oh, okay. You know. Okay. Mm hmm. Pretty crazy though, really. Some of those, some of the places he goes to. I mean, it puts us to puts me to shame, really. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But, uh, but, but I'm glad somebody's out there doing it. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not even that. I mean, he's been to over a hundred countries, I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Why was it Japan for you then? Did you just was that always a place you wanted to check out? Um. Well, I mean, I actually. Well, I mean, I was so long. To I just shorten this up but i was i was in ireland and i was uh i was dating this korean girl her visa oh, ran yeah. out back in my blue pill phase i was like yeah and her visa ran out and uh, i was thinking like oh you know i want to get out of ireland so i'll go and you know try and go over to korea and see what korea is like and live with her and um then my brother was like oh you shouldn't you know he was kind of getting like a little bit red pill with Roller Tomasi's work and he sent me, you know, yeah. he sent me some of his work and it kind of made me think and then I cancelled that and um, I was living, one of my housemates was uh, Japanese and he told me about a, a Japanese exchange teaching program where you can come oh, over right, yeah. here, you can teach and you, you know, you get, you get really good pay and like it's a government run program and yeah. uh, look after you really well and it's, uh, 
so I jumped, I applied to it and I got it. And that's, that's, uh, I thought I'd come over for a year, you know, and uh, that would be, uh, you know, just a year thing. But I, I mean, it was so much, I was, the quality of life here was just so much better than, than Dublin. I yeah. Mean, uh, oh, yeah. Just the access to like seriously hot girls. And, you know, I might sound like a, like I'm full of shit because I was dating a, a Korean girl before I came, but I didn't particularly have any like an, a yellow fever or any, you know, like a fetish for Asian women or anything. But when you when you do come over to Japan or, you know, you're going to yeah. you're going to notice how beautiful the women are. Yeah, so you sort of developed the taste. It wasn't that you had that originally. It was like yeah, a, it, yeah, yeah. But just objectively, objectively mm -hmm. speaking, like you, you, as a straight man, you're gonna notice. Like, you're gonna be like, you're gonna see that uh, these women are seriously well put together. Like mm. average, average Japanese women are are at least are gonna have a very nice figure. Yes. Know? Yes. You know? Yeah. You have this slim little waist and oh, it's like wow. If yeah. you're a leg man, if anyone's into like likes Japanese like legs in general, Japan is the country because like they don't they tend not to show cleavage, but they'll wear the tiniest little like tennis skirts, like high heels. Crazy, it's crazy. Well, I, I'm actually, I, I am actually a leg man, so I need to get yeah. over there immediately as soon as, yeah, as possible. And it's it's hilarious. It's it's funny because you're trying to go about your business. You might be going to work at like seven a.m. in the morning, and still, like these women are just dressed to the nines, like on a Monday mm. morning, mm. like mm. like college. Oh my god! Imagine going to college. I can only imagine going to university in Japan. It would be insane because it, you see these university chicks going to college dressed like like. Oh my god, mm. like you're wearing tennis skirts, and, oh man, with fishnets and stuff on the on the you know, and the people people trying to you know, so you have to do game, like you know, but yeah. uh, sounds like paradise, it really does. It, it does, really does. Yeah. it's a safe yeah. place, too. You know, it's not like uh, you know, it's just has a lot going for it, has a lot you'd like it, yeah, it sounds like it. I mean, what's the without getting into too many technicalities but what's your visa situation like because is it is it sort of is, is that a work thing that you're able to stay there longer or how does it kind well, of pan you, out? you know in japan you you know you you, you can stay as long as you have a, a work visa okay know? yeah 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 so, easiest way to get like the easiest way for a foreigner from an english-speaking country is to get an an, an instructor visa or a human humanities visa Mm, um, you know and that's that's what, what I, i'm actually in the process i'm in between i'm waiting to renew renew my visa right now okay so, yeah it should, should be all right as long as you have a, a company to sponsor it okay yeah. yeah yeah well you know like i say it's, it's just i mean i i think all of us are just sort of just itching to travel again really right i mean yeah to start going to places again. Like I say, I think I probably could. I think there are people out there doing it. It's not impossible. It's just you've got to pick and choose where you go. And I suppose there's that sort of balance between, well, is now the time to be doing that? Or should I just keep my head down at the moment and crack on with some stuff? And then as we get into the spring, summer, then start to, to sort of, you know, to get out there a little bit more. Yeah, I was I was impressed. John was able to get over to, to America and travel all around. Yeah. Um, that was uh, impressive because there's there's a lot of red tape and you know even he almost had trouble getting on the flight and you know there's uh, 
I feel like I wouldn't get away with that. I, I don't have that kind of. I don't. I'm. I don't have. Have that. Some people just have that kind of. They just get away with things, you know. Um, yeah. I like get. I. <laughs> I'd somehow get stopped or something. Well, because apparently I, in, in the UK, you we're going to have to fill in a form. I think it's from next week or something. You, if you leave the country, you have to fill in a declaration form to, to explain why you're going, which is pretty draconian. Um, but, but I mean, obviously, I guess if it's for work purposes, then, then they're saying it's okay. So I guess you've just got to say for work purposes or whatever, but, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, it does, it does feel a bit like for the first time in our lives. Now you've got to travel is not this easy thing anymore. It's this like challenging, weird environment now. Challenging, you know, like there's already all the, all these things that you have to worry about, like bringing your passport and like you know booking the right, yeah. time, like catch you know not missing your flight and all the. Now you have to worry about tests and like do I do I can I enter this country even? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. There's some quite good blogs actually. There's quite I found a one quite good blog for specifically targeted for UK and it is it's it updates regularly and they basically tell you where you can go, what the requirements are. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. So that's pretty useful, um, but it's just extra work, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's it, yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, like I feel somewhat. If there's one thing I could do again, I probably would have done more traveling before this if I'd have known this was going to happen. You know, yeah. because you sort of think, oh, it was so easy just a year and a half ago. It was so easy, and now you know. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. Let's see what happens. Right. What are you most nostalgic for? Like about uh, oh. the pre, uh, you know, rebuild times. Well, I think the things like the bars, clubs, restaurants, you, you know, I think the nightclub scene really, and I know you guys have got it over there. So or to some extent you got it over there, which is great. Uh, and it's not even like I'm a massive club goer anymore. You know, I used to be when I was younger. I'm sort of a bit, a bit over it now. But just the very fact that that's going on and you could go somewhere or you could go to some crazy party or something like that. Because um, there's some pretty degenerate parties in London when it's open. You've got uh, Torture Garden, which is the BDSM party. You've got things like Killing Kittens, which is basically a, an upmarket swingers party. There's lots of interesting stuff going on here, or there was. And, you know, I used to go to quite a lot of it. And, you know, if it was still going now, I'd probably pop my head in because it's, 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 you know, there's this interesting stuff happens there let's just put it like that but it's just all been taken away yeah 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 i'm 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 the same like i'm the same i'm not a huge like i'm not a huge uh club guy but i like to keep it like you know every now and again again every now and again because you know it's it can be you know it can be a lot of fun uh, yeah it, i like the immediacy of of the house you know you can get quite sexual with the girls like very quickly yeah, you can't really do that in other in other environments. So that's kind of unique to clubs. That's why yeah. that's why that's why clubs are fun. But it's not something I want to be doing. I'm not like one of those live for the weekend guys where I'm going to be like, yeah, no. no, I'm, you know, I'm. I don't want to say I'm over it because I still I'm going to do it sometimes. But I'm not going to be like every weekend. Oh yeah, club Saturday night. No, because yeah. Well, I like the fact that it's. I like the fact that it's there, or it was there, and people are people mm. are out there doing it. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think it's, and and um, yeah. I mean, well, we can complain 
until the cows come home about the current lockdowns and stuff. But it just it's just a shame that so much of cultural life has just been eradicated overnight by this this yeah. damn thing. And and so many people are just seem to be on board with it. So many people are just like, yeah, fair enough. You know, keep it going. Um, which is very yeah. odd. Yeah. What are, were you ever into like fetish clubs or anything like that? Oh yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like um, Torture Garden in London, um, yeah. Kit Kat Club in Berlin are my two favorite ones. There's a also there's a place called Insomnia in Berlin as well, which is is pretty yeah. good. But but Torture Garden. I mean, I so, was going. So how I, does it? Work? I've never been to a fetish club in in Europe or yeah. or you know. You've been uh, Japan though, right? I went to one in Japan. Yeah. 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 Well, Torture Garden was a monthly party that would take place at various different venues. Uh, they had to, they moved it around a bit, but um, but yeah, it, it was very, very, uh, very busy, very popular. Particularly, I think after Fifty Shades of Grey, I, I used to. They used to have it in a place at an Elephant Castle in London called the Coronet, which is quite a big venue. I think you could get like a couple of thousand in there, and what? literally. You would you you know you'd get there at eleven p.m. and there'd literally be a queue down the road in Elephant and Castle around the shopping centre of all these people dressed in this latex and all this weird crap. But you, I mean, but the women that would go there, I mean, because you, you might think, oh, it must have been full of all these weird old old pervs and it like me, and it must have been cr you know crazy. And um, uh, but 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 you know the women that you would get there, very very attractive young women, and they get out of taxis, they get out of their Ubers wearing like long trench coats, and that you could just see like the the stilet, you know, the fishnets and the stilettos, and you know you'd literally get what girls just wandering around in underwear, you know, fancy underwear, wandering around the club, um, very very sexual environments, uh, you know, you could you could do as much or as little as, as you wanted to. There's a big dance floor, DJs, performances, stuff like that. So you could just go there as a normal club event. But they'd also have like this couple's room and you could queue up going to the couple's room and then people would in basically go, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people you go in and people were basically just a whole bunch of people basically having sex in this couple's room. <laughs> yeah. Um and you'd also get you'd also get as well, you'd you'd kind of get people having sex around the club as, as well. But it was strictly speaking, it was meant to just go go on in this particular space, okay. this couple's room. I and, was aware uh, that, you know, you could do that in Berlin, but I wasn't aware that Yeah. Yeah. I mean pretty pretty crazy, right? But I don't know whether I don't quite know how they sort of did it as far as the regulations were concerned. Maybe because it was a private space within the club, there was some sort of Did it have like any facilities? Like showers, uh, anything like that. It didn't it actually. It didn't have showers actually, but um, no, it didn't. It, it didn't. <laughs> it didn't have showers. It, 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 okay. It smelled a little bit weird in, in that in that couple's room sometimes. Okay. But uh, I, I I wonder what sort of facilities you meant because they did have facilities in the sense of they had um, you know frames that they tie people to and spanking equipment okay. and all that kind of, kind of stuff in in berlin there's uh certainly the club insomnia i know they've got showers and things um so it, it you know torture garden not really but i think people just go for the night they sort of bang whatever and get dressed together and then go home so you know it, it perhaps wasn't necessary but right. if you're if, if you're in a club in berlin you're probably going to be there for about 48 hours so you probably need yeah. to freshen up damn so did does KitKat have like a shower? Does KitKat have showers in? Because I heard is KitKat like a swingers club or is it like uh, no well, no KitKat KitKat is also like a fetish party, um, okay. and um, 
similar sort of thing to to Torture Garden in London, except the Kit Kat was was weekly. So every Saturday night you go to Kit Kat weekly party. Um, you know, again, DJs, music, people, loads of people just dancing, people wearing all these crazy outfits, some people naked, whatever, and people having sex in different corners of the rooms. And, you know, little there's an upstairs bit where people would have sex on this balcony kind of thing. It's all going on, you know, having sex on the dance floor, whatever. Um, they did, I don't know if they had showers there, but they did have a swimming pool that people used to okay. go into and also a sauna, funnily enough. So, um, yeah, sounds like a good time. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, very, very good time. And you get girls again from Germany, but from all over, all over Europe, but really all over the world. I mean, I remember talking to girls from LA in there, and uh, so you get you get um, Asian girls in there, just uh, all sorts of people, you know. Right. Yeah. So it's kind of kind of different from Japan. The one I've I've only been to one fetish club in Japan. It was on, it was like two weeks ago or something, but mm. um, it's not. It's more like. It's more like a strip club, so that you're like going there and this like their staff are working there. But it's a lot better than a strip club. But it was just kind of novelty. I just went to see what it was like. But I have been to like sex clubs in Japan, like a few times, like quite a few you, times. And what? So how do they work? What's the? What's, so what's... In Japan, they call them happening bars. I don't know why they call them happening bars, or couple kisa. It means couple cafe, mm. and. Um, so happening bar like so the one I went to was like a couple couple kisa. It's like a couple cafe. It's basically a, basically a swingers club. You have to you have to um, be you ha go as a couple to the one I went to. Yeah. And, uh, so a girl I knew like introduced me to it. One of my you know friend with benefits and um, yeah she she told me about it in Tokyo and uh, we went there. But it was, it's like really, it had all like, it had facilities and things like, you know, it had like showers and all that. But it was, it was the first time I went, it was like a, a weeknight. So there was only like, there was like a cup, a few couples in there. We had a, yeah. I had, it was my first time there. So, you know, I'd never done anything like that, you know, gone to a club like that before, but it, it was, it was a good time. But the second time I went there, it was like a Halloween event. So it was like, it was so packed with people. It was crazy. Oh, nice. It was insane. So what, so what happens? You just turn up with the couple and then you kind of, if you like the yeah. look of somebody else, you guys get together and so you swap. I'll just or... give you a quick introduction. That's how it works. So you, you, you ring the doorbell. This mm. guy comes, comes out and he goes, he, he, he says, have you been here before? And he say, no, I haven't. And then he explains the rules. The one I went to, you had to be able to speak Japanese. So luckily I could speak Japanese because he just, it's communication. And um, he, uh, you pay a fee, you know, you, you get a membership card uh, the first time. And then every time after that, it's cheaper. It's like, you know, just, it's like a club or whatever. So then he, um, you go in and then in the front area, there's like a bar or lounge area. And there's just people like you pour, like it's, you pour your own drinks, like uh, people, mm. uh, there's food, like sushi and things. And then um, yes. people it's funny get how these places often have food actually as well. Yeah. It's not, I don't mix food and sex. It's just, <laughs> I don't, when I'm horny, I don't, I don't feel like eating. It's yeah. Not, yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, um, so people talk to each other and you know, that's where you get to know people. There's kind of yes. an etiquette to it. There's an etiquette. You don't, obviously it's not like free for all. You don't just start yes. banging people. You know what I mean? Mm, there is mm. like 
especially in Japan. But um, and then down the back, there's like there's like basically just these like open kind of, these rooms, but kind of open, like yeah, you know, with leather kind of. And there's like all these. It's Japan, so things are very clean. Like they have like all fresh towels and like mm. you know boxes mm. to put your clothes in. And but it was amazing. It was unbelievable. It was crazy. Wow. I was shocked at how, you know, there was a lot of like, um, you know, like older men with younger women. It was amazing, and I was the only foreign guy there, which was crazy. That uh, must be yeah, fantastic. It, it was a good time, and uh, yeah, so you get you just get talking to people, and then you go, oh, so you know, they say asobi masho means let, let's play. They say that means yes, that means the let's fuck in, in Japanese. They say aso asobo like it means to play. Mm, mm. You just you start talking to them and then say, "Oh, let's go." And then they just say, "Oh, not yet." That's a polite way of saying no, like no, maybe later or something. But if mm. they say yes, you go down the back and then you just have a good time. Wow! And I, Amazing. I, I banged quite a few ladies that night. It was a good time. Well, there's there was also, as I said, this party in London called Killing Kittens, and in a sense, it's a kind of a not woke, but it, it is run by a woman. And they, in their marketing, they were always very much like, this is a sex party for women run by women. Because the idea was that the women would go there and they would feel safe. And they, theoretically, they're meant to approach the guys rather than the other way around. In practice, that, it, you know, it, it doesn't quite always work like that. But, you know, it's very sort of femme-centric. However, um, I went to quite a few of their parties. So there's basically two things that happens. The first thing is, you go to one of their couples parties like you're talking about with a with a girl and then you guys you know you go together and you know you can mingle you can you can do what you want really like you said it's not a free-for-all there's always that etiquette so you if you want you can just go there and have sex together or you could if you want to involve other people you can do that as well and you know whatever um but this company also started doing singles parties and okay. they would actually let in solo guys because obviously so you have to be a member you know you have to be a member and part of that is putting your picture on the the website so they can okay. see if you're you know reasonable kind of thing um so there is a little bit of like um that look is looksism about it but if you're assuming you're accepted and you know the, the, the bar isn't that high to be honest i mean i got in um then <laughs> then um you you, you could um then they would do these singles parties, but the singles parties, they would cap it very strictly with the number of um, men that could go because obviously they didn't want it to be like a sausage fest. But I went to quite a few of these singles parties in, in London and it was pretty mental. You know, you just walk in. They had them in various places. What They had them in a sauna in Covent Garden a few times and you just go in and they were literally like girls in their underwear. And it was kind of like, you know, you go up, have a bit of a chat, do a little bit of game and you know, she'd be like, yeah, all right, yeah, I like the look of you, let's uh, let's go. And, you know, there'd be little rooms where you could have sex or just out in the open in front of other people, whatever. Pretty mental. And they did a party a few times. There's this big uh, fancy house uh, just down from Oxford Circus um, where they had a few parties there. Apparently the, the owner of it was this millionaire degenerate guy who just liked having sex parties at his place, and so they let, let him use them use it. And... Um, and I went to that a few times as well. And they had they had this like swimming pool, jacuzzi thing downstairs, and a bar and music and stuff like that. But it was the same sort of thing. And and upstairs, um, and you get all these girls actually, and they're wearing like evening dresses and stuff like that. And the guys were quite dressed up. You're wearing a suit and maybe even a tie and stuff like this. So quite a upscale kind of a thing. 
But then you go upstairs and they, they're literally this room and they'd have like a bunch of beds in the middle of the room and just all these people like banging on these beds, just mental, you know? <laughs> um, so definitely some good times there. Yeah, I bet, I bet you're nostalgic for those times. Oh, mate, you know, I, I missed the eye looking back on it. But actually on my blog, I used to write about this stuff quite a lot. I've taken a, quite a few articles down. I might republish them again, but um, I used to just sort of write, you know, sort of almost like monthly updates from like torture garden and killing kittens and explain you know sort of try to describe what happened and everything and then i put them actually i've got a couple of books i've got a book called um well the 50 shades of game series volume one is about the bdsm scene and then volume two is about the swingers scene and i put quite a lot of the stories into those books they're on amazon so you know but but it's really it's obviously it's great from the point of view you can meet girls and and and, and get laid but it's also actually kind of interesting from a from a red pill perspective as well because you really see like the sexual marketplace in its rawest form and you see hypergamy just like really really operating at a very crude level you know yeah yeah i guess you know it's just purely you know how hot you are in, in well, that I environment mean, i i have to say you know if you are if you're a black pill dude and you were there you would be like everything that the black pill says is correct because because who's who's getting the the, the spoils it, to be honest it's the high it's the tall ripped high value you know good looking guys they they are the guys they are getting the the, the pick of the litter there's no doubt about it having said it's, that um because i wouldn't you know I, I i scrub up all right but i wouldn't put myself in that category but but you can game always makes a difference you know, you can, if you've got a bit of game in that environment, then you can, you you know, I'm not saying you're going to get the best girls there, but you, you can certainly do okay for yourself. But there would also be very low value or relatively low value guys there just standing around holding their dicks effectively. And, you know, <laughs> guys would have this idea, oh, it's going to be a free for all. I'll just pay and go in and get loads of girls. And it, it just doesn't work like that. You know, the sexual marketplace is always in operation. Yeah, it's um. When you go to a place like that, it's obviously just a more extreme version of, of night game, going to a club, you know what I mean? Because like when you go, guys that do well in clubs are the, you know, the guys that scrub up well and are, are like, you know, tall, fit, handsome, you know. Yeah. Nightclub game is pretty, you know, it's pretty cut and dry. It's pretty, you know, but uh, obviously when it comes down to, you know, orgy situation and... Uh, you know, it's going to be this <laughs> survival of the fittest, or, or the, the well, hardest guys are going to come out on top, or the guys best in best shape. You know. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. There's no getting, there's no getting around. There's, there's no secret hacks where you can just get around the sexual marketplace. You know. Um, although I do remember one time, this really, really attractive girl just, just basically walking up to me and saying, "Do you want to fuck?" And I think she was. Um, I think she was probably, let's say I reckon she'd done a bit of the old Bolivian marching powder. So, um, but, but the other thing was I'd also, I'd just previously been with a, another girl and I think she could, you know, that sense when you've, you've yeah, just done. So I, so I think it's certainly, it, it's certainly a more heightened sexual atmosphere. So there might like an opportunity like that. Would she have said that under normal circumstances to me? Probably not. But, but then at the same time, you've still got to, have something about you otherwise you're, ju you're just going to get nothing you know yeah 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 it's always it's interesting whenever i'm if i'm hanging out if i'm in a bar with a friend of mine or or wherever in, in a nightclub and uh you know the guy's like maybe let's say higher smv than me uh, better mm. looking let's say, so, or in yeah. better physical condition 
or has like really jacked biceps and like you know mm. yeah i don't know i i think it's very motivating to me to be around guys like that because it's like i see i see how girls react to them and it's like shit i need to get my uh my condition better you know um, yeah yeah i mean there's like, you know yeah i mean there's no there's no way around it i mean looks matter and sort of way, you, you know and it it's a very cruel who was saying this yesterday somebody I can't remember. I saw somebody's show yesterday. They said, you know, actually, it was James Tusk. It was the day game dude, James Tusk. I was watching his live stream from Brazil, and he happened to say, the, the sexual marketplace is a very cruel place. That's just the reality of it. That's how it is. Yeah. But where I part company with the Black Pill guys is that I don't think that we're all just helpless. And, you know, if you're not Giga Chad, then you're going to get nothing. So you might as well die. I just, that's just not been my experience, you know? Um, you can definitely do things to, to even up, to improve your opportunities in the game, let's say, without a doubt. But you also, yeah. have to accept, you also have to accept if you're in the club and you're stood next to some six foot four, you know, Adonis, he's probably going to get the spoils because that's just how things work. Yeah, you, you know, there's ways to make up for things for sure, you know. Mm -hmm. You're not you know, so hot in the looks market, you have to make up for it in other ways, you know. Mm, but uh, mm. when it comes to nightclubs, you know, I was out. I think John was telling this story. There's a there's a there's a guy here in Tokyo, Jacob. He's he's a young dude, and he's involved involved in the crypto. But John and I both know him. But he he got really jacked, like really jacked. Oh yeah, and he he was looking really well, like and he's wearing a really ni a nice tightly fitted t shirt, and his biceps were popping. And you could just tell, like you know, and uh, some chick, some hot chick. Uh, sent over one of her little minions, like one a guy, like she sent over a guy to mm. tell him, uh, you know, oh that girl likes you or whatever. And then he went over and you know, I saw it happen with my own two eyes, and it was just hilarious. It was funny to happen. It, you know, it's it's happened to me before too, but it, it was it was good to see uh, that happen. Um, yeah, yeah. Because uh, you know, that's it. Just shows you when it comes to a nightclub, like you said, the guys with the you know that are fittest will. We'll get the spoils, you know. Yeah. But what do you what do you think about day game though? Because on the one hand, you could say, well, you don't have that level of competition in day game and so on, because you you know you you don't. Because if she's just walking, you know, in the cafe, then you're you know you you don't have that sort of competition. But she's still got those guys in her phone, hasn't she? She's still got those guys hitting her up. So day game, mm. it, it it sort of it gives you more of an opportunity to showcase your personality, I guess. But you're still yeah. subject to the sexual marketplace, even if you can't see the other people that, that are orbiting her, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I guess it's just you have better chance in, in day game because it's they're not they're not like directly right, around her, you know? Yeah. Fighting yeah. for her. Because it's a it's a it's a competition in a nightclub. There's we're all fighting for the girls and you know. Mm -hmm. But you know, when a girl in day game, there's not, you know, she's not gonna get hit on like by many guys. So mm -hmm. you stand out more. Yeah. So that's yeah. why that's why day game is effective because you can you can you know you can basically you know get a step ahead. You know you mm. don't have to put yourself amongst you know all the all, all so these... Yes, and you also gain points just by in many cases just by having the balls to walk up. Yeah, and when you combine that with uh, you know doing your best to look as good as as you can, and uh, and just learning game you know and being confident about it it's a winning combination 
Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. Use uh, do you use dating apps? Well, I have done in the past. Uh, I'm not on anything at the moment, actually. Um, okay. Partly because I'm. Uh, I'm, I'm seeing, you know, I've got girlfriend here, here in London, so she probably wouldn't be too happy if she saw me <laughs> popping up on. Well, not that she should see me popping up on anything, because obviously, you know. But um, no, I certainly have in the past. I, I'm not on anything at the moment. Um, I, you know, I, I, I've had some success through them. Um, and this was before, uh, you know, I'd seen like John's material about it and Myron and everything. So I think if I were to do it again, I would have a, you know, I'd, I'd have a much better steer on how I was going to optimize it. But um, I don't know. I'm sort of in two minds about them. I think they're, they're, they're good in a way. But I think for me, I just the the whole thing about cold approach, I think that will always be my favorite way to meet people. I agree. Yeah. And dating apps uh, make you can make you lazy. Um, mm. there's just there's just one question here. I never got around to it. It says, has Troy been back to Manchester since his degenerate days? upfront crypto says yeah i mean i've been back a few times uh i've got friends up there i do sometimes go up there but it's um it's uh it's still a fun night out or it, it was pre-covid um but i don't know if it's quite got the same sort of thing about it that it had when i was originally there because when i was originally there there was the club scene was just off the hook and it was just this really really crazy place and I, I feel like that's not quite the same anymore, but it's still a great night out. It's still a place I really like. So, you know, and you get some attractive uh, girls up there as well. You've got all these universities and all that stuff. So it's a good place for sure. Um, I, I hope, I mean, I was going to get up there last year, but obviously what, what with everything that happened, didn't end up doing it. 